This is Minecraft Me, a show that is about Minecraft, where we bring you some of the most awesome tutorials on the internet, mods and packs that you can use when you play. We take you on awesome adventures, all with Chase and Joe. This is episode 100, recorded the weekend of November 1st through 3rd, 2013. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Minecraft Me, the show that is entirely about the game from Mojang called Minecraft. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we like to show you how to play this awesome building blocks game. I like to thank you and, and you know really welcome you uh, to the show if you're watching us for the very first time, like a lot of uh, the people that are hanging out with us are. Or you've been following us since episode number one. I, I definitely want to say a big thank you to you. Um, I am the level eight. What was I? Level I think eight. you're lava lover. Sure, yeah, aren't level you? eight lava lover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, guide, teacher, mentor, and friend. Because I only said it once in the beginning. Now I have to say it twice. Joseph Falby. Hey, Joe. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. This, this is weird, isn't it? This is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Usually, there's a, a separation between us. There is, and more stuff behind you. Yeah, this is a very bland background. No, what do you? We're gonna, we're gonna. Like, I can't. Photo, no, no. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna, we'll mat it out or something, frame by frame. You have all, you have all day, right? Yeah. All like week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't have a job. Thanks uh, for. No, this me is feel your job. <laughs> pays the big bucks. <laughs> Get really good at compositing. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so we're here. Uh, we at, at, we should mention we're here at Dave and Buster's in Orlando. Yeah, Dave and Buster's in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, never been to a Dave and Buster's before. The no. first time I ever seen one is the uh, boardroom. Yeah, boardroom B. Boardroom B. Yes, for boy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I just picked a B word and it sounded good. Boy. How about boardroom. Boardroom B. For boardroom at Dave and. Busters. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Uh, let's continue. All right. We're going to be so, stuck in a loop, I <laughs> so here's swear. A, uh, this All show right. is going to be a, a little bit different. Um, so right now, uh, obviously, we're getting ready for Minecon. Uh, this is the big episode 100 extravaganza. So in this show, uh, we're going to talk about hope, what we hope to see at Minecon this year. And then, conveniently, we will add in, after this, all the Minecon coverage that we did. Yeah. So uh, we, we actually planned out... A big path of what we're going to cover uh, at the show. Uh, some of it we, we may get to, some of it we may not get to. We're going to really try to get through all of it. Yeah. Uh, but also, we, you know, we we flew down here. But before we get to any of that, I, I really want to talk about uh, the history of the show because I I think a lot of you guys they jumped in uh, right around the the middle, maybe 50, 60, 70. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some, 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 some of you guys have been watching since the beginning. I know that. Um, and, and we have, by the way, I should explain technically, we have three cameras. Yeah. Uh, three shots at us. We have this camera here. Okay. This is my shot. Then we have our, our middle shot, which is the normal two shot. And friends, when you're doing a, a show, always remember to mute your phones. And then we have a third shot for you. Now, typically, if we're doing a live recording, there would be a light called a tally light that would, you know, switch between the cameras so you know which one to look at. I uh, well, we I also would need a, a director doing the switching, right? And we don't. 
<laughs> we don't have that either. No. So I want to talk about the history of the show a little right. bit because I don't think we've really ever done that going through 100 Probably episodes. Not. Probably not. To give you a little background. So obviously I've been doing this internet podcasting thing for almost eight years and uh, done a show and it's still doing a show called Geek Gamer Weekly. We have over 245 episodes and I was looking to start something else and actually do some uh, a gaming specific thing. And at the time, a new game came out called Minecraft. Well, it, it, it had already been out for like well, a year and a half. It's, it was still in beta. It wasn't fully out. Yeah, well, it, it had been out for, you know, like a couple of years. Okay. It had been. Fair enough. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so, Joe, you, you've been trying to get me into the game. Yes. I had been saying we should do something how with long, Minecraft because it's big. How long did you try to get me into Minecraft? Months. Can you put a specific number on that? Six to eighteen. What? I would say. Wow. Okay. I've been I'd been playing it for quite a while. Long time. Yeah. I'd played it enough yeah. to get into it, get tired of it, and then get back into it again. Right. And um, and w- had pretty much the entire time been saying, "Hey, this is a great game. You should really give it a try." And, yeah. and finally said, "I think the the thing that bought you, that finally got you to buy an account, but even that was like six months before we did an episode." Yeah. Was. Uh, if you don't buy an account soon, they're going to go up oh, in price. Oh, that's right. You're going to have to pay for pay for for the for updates. Potentially pay for updates. Yeah. Well, and by the way, they haven't even started charging for updates yet. No. So, um, I'm uh, so they thanks might for do lying that at some point. Well, you know, they did raise the I price. I muted this. Wow, you were so good at that. Anyway, we can put it over there. No, I'm good. I'll throw it across the room. It's no, in I'm a fine. case. It's I'm in fine. a like rugged case. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, we said, I said, we should do the sh- so, do so, show. So I, so I said, basically, hey, if we're gonna do a, sh- uh, do a, uh, if you're, if I'm gonna play this game, yeah, let's do a show about it because I don't know anything about it, and I know there's a lot of people out there who do not know anything yeah. about Minecraft. Myself, parents, kids. I mean, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people, and they've been hearing a lot about this game. So let's do a show. And so we started doing episode one, which was surviving your first day, because I knew that yeah. was a very important thing. Well, I I knew it was. Now, you, when I, when at, I, at that point, you still didn't know anything about. Now, the game. when I <laughs> when I said, "Hey, Joe, all right, I'll play the game only if we do a show." Yeah. How did you feel about that? Uh, I thought it sounded good. We okay. need to do a show. We need to do a show about the game anyway. Yeah, it's and not like no one else was doing a show about the game at all. No, no, but I mean, it was you know there there was there was clearly some kind of a niche that could be filled. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there to do stuff about Minecraft. I mean, right. They do play alongs all the time. But, but I, I really he, wanted to do something different. Well, and, you know, the thing is, is when I started playing with it, it took me a while to find a really good because I, I got into the game and was like, "Yay! look, I'm in the game. Oh, it's getting dark. Ooh, I died. Um, and so it took a long time for me to actually figure out what needed to be done and right. having to watch a few videos. And, and there was like videos on how to do really advanced stuff and videos on how to do some really basic stuff. And there, but there was nothing really that at the time that would carry you through and kind of give you an overview instructional. And yeah. I think I think we did a pretty good job of filling that niche. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, yeah, and, and, and it was crude. I, I mean, uh, do, doing it, uh, trying to figure out a way to capture yeah. video game play and put us over it. And now we're, we're doing this in high def. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we've come a long way, but the show is still constantly evolving. Uh, I have ideas uh, 
to bring in special guests, you know, yeah. uh, like Captain Sparkles as, as a great example, and, yeah. and, and bring uh, other people into the show to talk about their game and their experiences and their awesome builds and, and things yeah. like that. So, so you know, we're, we're very happy to be here yeah. at episode 100, and there's a lot more to go. I, I know a lot of people so, have, have also asked us how long we're going to do this. And to me, obviously, you know, Mojang, they're still updating the game. They're yep. still making changes to the game. There's going to be an API well, introduced, hopefully, and, at some point. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, as, as evidence, we, we branched out a little bit from regular Minecraft. We did Pocket yeah. Edition. We still haven't touched Console Edition. And now, yeah. I mean, there's, there's Raspberry the Pi Edition. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many different types and versions yeah. of Minecraft. Yeah. There's a lot we can still do with yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, obviously, the show about Minecraft, we had to come to, to yeah. Minecon. Yep. And so, you, you know, back when tickets went on sale and I was chewing off all my nails, hoping to get tickets, finally scored tickets during Phase 2. Yep. And uh, we we flew down, and we're we're now we're here, and it's humid, and it's not yeah. like the Northwest. Yeah, and I can't wait and to flat. go home for the weather. Uh, yeah, it's the very flat. flat. Is weird. They I have don't no, understand yeah, this. And, it's and like it's you're bad. you're on an overpass on a freeway, and you're the highest point in the land. It's just bizarre. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so we made it. Uh, yeah. we're here. One of the first things we did uh, is went right to registration. Uh, yeah. You know, is one of those things we didn't want to wait in long lines. And uh, one of the cool things is you're, you're probably spotting it. Uh, they do well. They do uh, their actual official badges a little bit differently. Everybody that gets admission into Minecon gets these uh, little fabric uh, looks like uh, what we call it grass blockish pattern. Would you say? Uh, it's sort of reminiscent of. Um, mm. I'd actually say like maybe smooth stone blocks, yeah. or I mean, it's and it's this is Minecon Orlando, Florida, 2013. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is how. Uh, they're going to be doing the identification system because yeah. they give everybody these generic. Yeah. If you're an attendee, we 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 saw staff there at registration with uh, volunteer or they didn't uh, call agent badge. Agents. They had agent badge badges that I think were red. Yeah. I, I can't and remember. And, and then there were a few that were a different color. I'm going to guess they were maybe higher up badges. And agents, if you work for Mojang, they had a uh, Mo. What was it? What they was had a, one that was actually Mojangsta. Well, it said Mojangsta too. Oh, I, saw I didn't see those. I anyway, think, yeah. I think Notch had one of those. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Well, so we didn't see them. These I, are I, important. They denote registration. Calm down. Yeah. These are important. They denote who you are, but these actually get you in the door. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they gave us a grab bag of stuff. Uh, it's off camera, but uh, yeah. basically some offers, promotional things like yeah. that. Uh, some papercraft cubes and, and uh, oh, uh, one month of realms and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah there's some cool stuff in there. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know how to mute my phone. So, sorry. You sure you don't want to put it's it on It's Mario. It's video game related. Yeah, but not Minecraft related. It's still video game related. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, w so what we did so is we we set out a plan uh, when we were coming down here. What we wanted to see. Yeah, they they uh, did a they did a really nice guidebook app yeah. uh, for a map of the a list of vendors, a list of sponsors, and a map of the place. Yeah. And so yeah, we went through and, and kind of picked some stuff that we think we're gonna try to hit. Um, things that we're looking forward to. Things that look really cool. Right. So uh, one of the ones we we spotted in here is Google's actually got a booth. Which now we, we talked about them on the news a couple of weeks ago with yeah. the, with the Q Craft stuff, so we're gonna try to get some more information from them yeah. about what Q Craft really is and what it's implementing, and maybe steal uh, some Google Glass. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure. I mean, it's a small convention. Yeah. they're probably gonna be handing yeah. out Google Glass. Yeah, sure. Hope so. Seventy five hundred pairs. Totally. Right. Play Minecraft while uh, you're walking <laughs> down the street. That'd be awesome. Yes, that would be cool. Yeah. Anyway. What else? What uh, else? Oh yeah, we, what, uh, other things. I know we wanted to cover some other things. So yeah, uh, they have something on the map here called the Minecraft Experience. Uh, 
We have no idea what this is. I'm really hoping wait, we're going to no, get... No, no, I got it. What they're, they're, they're going to do yeah. is they're going to have actual real grass that we're going to have to dig out of the ground with shovels. And we're going to no, have to no, punch no, 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 trees. No. Uh, that's what I want to do. I want to punch trees. We're going to punch trees. I want to punch trees. And I want to use a crafting bench to build a pickaxe. Wow. And yeah. all you have to do is like put it in a grid. And it'll be instantly right. done. Right. Yeah. You put the block. You put wow. you put the blocks from the trees and stuff in a grid, and you. No, you honestly, guys, we have no idea out of the what the Minecraft experience is, <laughs> but we marked it on our on our agenda. It should be cool. I'm, well, I'm uh, looking for it. it sounds no. Obviously, the, um, there's a you know. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, yeah. The the um, other stuff we're going to look for, uh, there's a booth here dedicated to, um, well, we saw Think Geek at PAX last year, which yeah, was so really cool. Yeah, so they're back again, and they have some awesome Minecraft stuff. Yeah, and stuff. we heard so they're going to have we'll, some, some primo, some special stuff just for Minecon, yeah, which so will we'll be cool, visit so them. we'll check that out. Uh, they have a whole indie devs booth. Now, we did a lot of indie dev stuff at PAX last year, for those of you who remember. Um, we'll, we'll see what's there. Hopefully, it's some other Minecraft-related games. I'm thinking... Um, Oh, there's a couple different really inspired by Minecraft games. Uh, like Castle Stories, one yep. of them. And um, uh, there was what was that one that was like Minecraft with guns? I can't remember it now. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll see what's there. It should be good times. Uh, and then, um, oh yeah, uh, the last one was um, uh, Minecraft EDU. Uh, we, now, we've talked about them a lot on the show. Bit. You guys well, know that. So yeah, not too in-depth We don't yet. know what... what and they have a really small block, yeah. so we don't know what they're going to be presenting or covering. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, obviously we've been teasing that a lot on the show, so yeah. we'll definitely talk to them. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. And then they're um, uh, right next to them, or real, real nearby, is uh, is actually a booth that's just labeled um, Spigot MC. No, wait. We don't. Don't you? Don't we use Spigot on our community? Yeah, server? the server actually uses Spigot. It's a it's a, a version of the Bucketcraft engine for Minecraft. So the server actually runs that and it gives you better better um, uh, better tick times and better network latency yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. So it should be pretty good. We're going to go check it out, see what they have to say and maybe uh, talk to whoever's there. Yeah. So, so, so obviously and there's going to be other surprises, uh, yeah. you know, attendees, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, there's a costume contest I was reading. Oh. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll find some cool costumes. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, if we're really lucky, get an interview yeah. with somebody important. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, but he's not wearing the correct hat for it right now. Huh? Nothing. Nothing at all. What? I was talking about you. I was talking about Harry Potter. We're going to, to Islands of Adventure on Saturday. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. I want to interview Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, and Hermione. How does Harry Potter... I don't really want to talk to Ron, though. Just This is a Minecraft show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically... Uh, What's going to happen now, as you watch this, you're probably wondering, well, we'll stop talking, get to the Minecon coverage. Well, uh, conveniently, as if by magic, uh, you're going to see it right after we're done here. Wait, wait. So when we're done, yes. it'll be, what, Sunday night after the show? Correct. Well, well, no. When we're done, we'll be home. But we don't go home till Monday. Right. So when we're done, it'll be Monday after the show. Correct. I don't get it. So, so basically, you know, we're, we're talking about what we want to cover. Right. And then we're going to show what we covered. Okay. And then that would be it. All right. Fair enough. So, so I think before we, we transition to show you uh, <laughs> what we're going to cover, what we yeah. already covered, it gets very, it's like Inceptionist. Right. Because when you watch this, we'll have already covered what we are going to cover that we haven't covered yet. That's a quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
I want to say a big thanks uh, to our awesome community. You guys really helped us get to episode 100. And uh, it's one of those things where uh, I can't wait to the next 100. Uh, it should be awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, it's been awesome. A good time. And, I, and by the way, you know, uh, this is my first convention where it's for one specific yeah. thing. It's not like CES or E3 or PAX where there's all these other things to do and cover. Yeah. It's about one thing, and that's Minecraft. So I'm really looking forward to this. It should be a lot of fun this weekend. Yeah. I can't all wait. Minecraft all weekend. Yes, that's right. It should be cool. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, thanks so much. And by the way, uh, I, I, def I definitely want to mention this to all of our Indiegogo supporters and stuff. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to mail out all of the postcards Yep. Uh, that uh, if you sent in your address and you <coughs> should have received an email, we're going to send out postcards tomorrow. Uh, so look for your mailbox probably over the next week. Uh, international peeps, it's probably going to be two weeks. Hopefully you get them. If you don't get them in two <laughs> weeks, let me know, yeah. and I'll find another way to get it to you. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, obviously we have other Indiegogo uh, perks that we need to deliver, yep. uh, meaning the, 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 the special capes for you guys, as well as the uh, 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 names in the yeah, and names Hunger in the, Games. Don't forget about yeah, that. We will be doing Hunger Games for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, so other than that, uh, we can't end the show our normal way because coming up next is our Minecon coverage. Coming up. Right. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully yeah, it's, you guys it's, like it's, it. It's going to be coming up right now. Now. Well, that was then. <laughs> this is now. No, it'll be now no, for then. them. For them, it'll be now. But soon. <sighs> Right, so Joe and I, we're here at Minecon, and is that where we are? Last time I checked. Otherwise, it's a huge cosplay convention. This guy's really quiet. Really good cosplayer. Really good. He's blending into the background. He is. Yeah. I mean, he um, is he snake or something? No, no, no. He would have to be behind a pillar or something. Like in a cardboard box. I mean, it's. I think he is in a cardboard box, isn't he? So it's just. So he's at, yeah. It's a good disguise. All right. And then the, the new bonus bet is how many people, and you guys could play along at home, how many people you think are going to come up to this gentleman and think he's Notch? Yeah. 
Now, granted, I just saw some people take pictures. Right. I don't think they're taking pictures of us. I think they're taking pictures because they think you're Notch. I think they're taking pictures because they think it's Important? something significant. Yeah. And really, it well, it is for yeah, us. It is. It is true. But All right. So there's your bets, you guys. Uh, so as you watch this, make it so. See you inside. All right, you guys, we're here at, we're, we're finally talking about Minecraft.edu. We know we've been teasing it on the show for a long time, and we're here at Minecon, no fitting. And uh, I'm going to butcher your name, so I'm going to let you do it. And uh, who are you? I'm Sandri Koivisto, one of the co-founders of Minecraft.edu, or actually Teacher Gaming, who's, which one of the products is Minecraft.edu. And I started the company with Joel Levin, which is an American teacher, and I'm from Finland. Awesome. Now, how long ago did you guys start Minecraft EDU? Probably two years ago. Uh, first, both of us started to use it in our own classrooms, and then we just hooked up, and uh, the first Skype call we had, we decided to put a company together. And then six months after we actually signed a paper that our company was founded, we met each other face to face. So, so for, for our Minecraft players who might have not even heard of Minecraft.edu, and you know, there are a lot of them are playing in classrooms and maybe not using Minecraft EDU, just you maybe using the bare bones. What is Minecraft EDU and how can it help uh, teachers and students uh, learn? Well, one of the fundamental things that we wanted to do is, is that we don't want to break the Minecraft itself. So the very user experience is the same than with Minecraft for the, for the student. So there is no students coming into school and saying, hey, this is some boring uh, school Minecraft and uh, I don't want to play it. Uh, that we that we wanted to avoid, but Minecraft EDU is maybe the core things are very easy to set up, install, and put up a server so everybody can join in and play together. Because we think that the collaborative side is the, one of the very key key aspects, but also it needs to be affordable because thousand euros or thousand dollars might be too much for somebody to just try it for a school, but three hundred is like let's try it it's not that much and we try to put the price as down as possible with the help of Moyang and uh, one thing also is that it's easy to buy it like schools with very hard time with buying stuff can now come to us and make it easy we've always talked about how learning can be fun what are what are some of the most interesting ways you've seen teachers use Minecraft EDU in the classroom well, there is, a, there is a ton of examples and I recommend that you check out YouTube, for example. But uh, I think that one of the very best practices I've seen is more of a double classroom practice, where you have the physical space but also the virtual space. And you do math, you have the maybe boring but at least traditional math book and you are doing the assignments from there and now you take some of the assignments with the virtual space and let the uh, students figure it out in there and like hey we have we are teaching volume so let's do a few of these maths in in minecraft and it it builds a, like a, a totally second layer for motivation both for school but also for minecraft so for Students that already have exhausted Minecraft in, in, at their home, they have been playing it for years. They come to school and there's like a new uh, way of getting, act, like, getting objectives and they get once more excited about Minecraft, which is surprising. But, there may be 
We, we know that Mojang is always uh, updating Minecraft, adding new features to it. What are some of the new, I guess, the things down the road for Minecraft.edu that maybe we haven't seen yet? Well, definitely programming, all the STEM subjects and STEAM subjects, they are the way to go for, for many countries, so we have to follow that. So uh, programming tools, like a graphical interface for computer craft is something that we've been working with on, and um, I think that's one of the major features coming up, but also content library. Uh, schools can easily subscribe for a server, and just to make it more convenient. Obviously, if people want more information, they can head to minecraft.edu, right? Yeah, and our blog, which is, I think it's Minecraft Teacher's own blog, so minecraftteacher.tumblr.com might be uh, like the most frequently updated source. Awesome. But, uh, that for our future of our company, we are now also working with Squad, the Kerbal Space Program developers, and, yeah, and that is going to be the next game that we are going to bring to schools. We, we like that game on the show, too, so that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I'm Joseph over here with Mac from Familab, checking out Raspberry Pi, Raspberry Pi Minecraft, which is really cool. But what makes Raspberry Pi Minecraft really unique from the other versions? Um, the fact that it has an API, an application programmer's interface. Um, uh, the Raspberry Pi Foundation approached Mojang last year and um, they got together and decided let's make a version of the Pocket Edition that can run on the Raspberry Pi platform. So this little computer that was designed in England uh, to teach kids how to program um, already comes with um, Scratch from MIT on it and Python. So, and kids are already having fun and getting into it with, with, with that. So it's a learning platform, but um, now Minecraft is something really cool and fun to work on. So. Well, and I know one of the cool things about the Raspberry Pi is the cost. Yeah. It's it's like 15 bucks, right? Well, the B model, which came out first, is 35, and the A model right here is 25. Um, if you buy them from Element 14, um, and some places mark them up a bit and, and send them in packages, but um, yeah, it's really inexpensive. If 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 you want to learn to code, well, you know what, I have to go into another direction because besides the software on here, we've got the GPIO pins, which is general purpose interface, in, in and out. And um, that is your digital connection to the hardware world. So once you start connecting this to hardware and controlling some things, which we'll look at in a minute, um, you might start to fry things. So if you fry a $25 computer, which you don't want to do, it's better than frying your MacBook Pro or your, your laptop. Well, yeah, and if you're, if you're looking for a computer to play Minecraft on, and all you want to do is play Minecraft, you don't care if it's, you know, big version with multiplayer servers, stuff like that, 25 bucks, get your computer, you can play Minecraft all day. Yeah. Performance is a little bit of an issue, and so um, the size of the world, you remember it's pocket edition, so it's a limited size, and, uh, but it, it plays pretty well. Um, but right out of the bat, you're not spawning mobs, a lot of things aren't working. So there's your inspiration to start hacking and go in and start programming. It's like, how do I turn mobs on? How do I make TNT work? So, um, and if you get out there into the community, um, you'll start finding these things on the Minecraft forums, um, the Raspberry Pi forums, etc. That's cool. So those of us who are waiting for an API for main main edition can just hop on Pocket Edition. What what are some of the the or I'm sorry, Raspberry Pi edition? So what are the the like interactive. I know Pocket Edition has some multiplayer. Does Raspberry Pi have any kind of multiplayer yet? Well, on the Pi as a platform, um, you can run Minecraft Pi Edition, and that's your your game client. But um, we've also experimented with running um, Spigot servers. So you can run a Minecraft server off of here that will run 
games that can be accessed from other machines. Okay. So if you want a small scale, I mean, obviously you couldn't have like a thousand player server on a pocket edition, but if you wanted a small scale server just for a couple friends, you can just pick up another Raspberry Pi and use that. Right, running running the uh, running a spigot server on the Pi wouldn't run Pocket Edition. You'd run up full Minecraft. Well, that's that's awesome. And once again, there's sometimes performance issues because of the size. You know, Minecraft's all about RAM, but um, the the fact that you can do it, kids can get together at a very low cost and start having their own little LAN parties or even you know, internet interlan parties, whatever you want to call them, interwebs. Well, that's so we're here fantastic. at the Maker's Village. I'm here with Bill. We're here at Minecon, and what I don't understand is we have an arcade machine at Minecon. Why is this here? What are you guys doing? Uh, it's basically a, uh, we were asked to build an arcade machine for the show. It's just a, a rethemed uh, Mario Brothers cabinet that we installed a computer in and put some uh, Minecon graphics, got some approval for the graphics, and here it is for people to play. How long did this uh, take for you guys to build and then customize? Uh, it took about a week worth of uh, labor to do the uh, art, the paint, and get the graphics. It took about four hours to put the electronics together. What were some of the challenges you guys ran into in trying to make a arcade-friendly control panel for Minecraft? Well, I don't, I've really never played Minecraft, so that was the hardest part. I couldn't figure out which buttons I needed. So then we were trying to lay the buttons out, and we didn't have enough room in this control panel for all the buttons that we wanted to put in there. So, I mean, that was the tri tricky part, and the trackball, was it's really big on the underside, so the buttons don't really, uh, the kit, kit is really far away, and that was the, the hardest part. Now, uh, obviously, it's pretty noisy in here. Uh, Minecraft sounds, player would be able to hear those as well? Yeah, actually, we had them turned up er earlier, but they scared a couple of people, so we had to turn them back down, so we'll probably turn them back up now that they're stuck down in another world. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to go down to your local arcade or, or pin gate and, and play this, but uh, is someone going to be able to take this home, or who's the lucky person that's going to be able to take this home? Uh, the lucky person is the person who brought it. It would be us. I mean, fortunately, it's not for sale. So, I mean, but, I mean, you can go out and buy yourself an old cabinet off Craigslist and repurpose it. It's basically just a main cabinet, but it's just been themed as Minecraft, and the buttons have been set up for a Minecraft orientation. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the hardware, because we did take a look inside earlier. I saw that this cabinet used to be a Mario cabinet, uh, but uh, what kind of hardware is running all this? Uh, it's a Pentium Core 2 Duo uh, with 4 gigs of RAM, running Windows XP, and a uh, ATI 2600 XT video card, and uh, iPack controller for the buttons, uh, trackball from uh, Twisted Quarter, and the uh, artwork was from uh, printed up from uh, ArcadeScan.com. Well, it looks beautiful. You guys did a great job. We'll definitely play around with it. And Bill, thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. For, thank you. For this. Ah. How how's it feel to play? Good. How's the controls? Easy. Easy. Could you see yourself standing in an arcade playing this? Yes. Fifty cents a play. Yes. Your mom's got a lot of quarters. Yes. It's helpful. Would you want to use all mom and dad's money? Yes. Would you want one of these in your bedroom? Yes. Absolutely. Is your dad handy with tools? Yes, he is. That means he can build one for you. There you go. Hey, we're checking out Spigot's booth, and I ran into, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to butcher your name, so I'm going to make you say it. Kay Hubbitz. Who has actually one of the developers, or the developer for Essentials? 
the lead developer of Essentials. Awesome. And we use Essentials on the pub server, and we use Spigot on the pub server, so we're going to grill him and make sure he knows all the features we want that we don't have. But actually, we're not really going to do that. We're just going to ask you, what's so cool about Essentials and what's so cool about Spigot? Okay. Spigot is a server fork of uh, Craftbucket, which is designed for high performance. So, for example, when you uh, set up a server and you're kind of trying to get the most out of your box, you want some extra player slots, you, you want to reduce the lag, then you can drop Spigot in as just a straightforward replacement, and you can turn down the different features that just eat up all the CPU in a server, allowing you to just get those extra player slots, get, that, get rid of that lag, and just make it a lot, lot better performance. So if you're running a bucket server now and you're like right at that edge where you can't really support anything more, you drop in Spigot and you'll get lots more resources and all of a sudden you can support more players. Yeah, one of our tr trademark servers is uh, EcoCityCraft and they are a sponsor for the project, but they can run about 250 slots on Craftbucket, but with uh, Spigot then you can kind of put that all the way up to about 450. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we're running Spigot on the server right now and due to plug-in load we're not running quite that many users. But, uh, but no, it, it does a great job, and it's a huge difference from, uh, from what Craftbucket was. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the real functionality there is that you can turn down and tweak these settings that Craftbucket doesn't make available. So if, you don't, so if you don't want to have mob spawning everywhere, you turn those down, and there you've got an extra 50 player slots. So, I mean, you can kind of make all the customization you'd need. Yeah, it's really amazing. So that's Spigot, and Spigot's cool. So if you're running a server and you want a little bit more space, you're running something more than just a little small home server, you know, like 5, 10 people. Check out Spigot's worth it. Uh, but what, why don't you tell us a little bit about Essentials? Because Essentials is cool, and it's the ultimate plugin pack if you're running a Minecraft server. Well, Essentials was designed to be the plugin that you'd stick in right at the very beginning. It was the very core Essentials that any server just needed to get, a, get going with. I mean, it's designed that you can put it in there, and then if you want extra features, you can put extra plugins in. But I wanted to cover all the basics that you just needed to get started with. So it has the warps, the homes, teleport extensions, pretty much everything that a player wants, but also covering admin side of things. So you can kind of do proper easy item spawning and set up kits for players to use and all the stuff and stuff that serves admins need to run a server. Yeah, and it's a it's a great plugin package. I love it. It's it is one of the first ones I install whenever I'm setting up a, a server and it's it's so it's so helpful. I don't we couldn't, I couldn't manage and run the server without Essentials on the server. That's nice to hear. Yeah. So, I, I thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for the interview and, and thanks for the major awesome plugin. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, guys. So, we've talked about QCraft on the show, and it just so happens that Google is here at MineCon talking about QCraft. And I'm here with Brian. Brian, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Thanks. Actually, I should say I'm glad to stop by. So, what is QCraft in just one sentence? Go. So QCraft is a mod that brings quantum physics to Minecraft. All right, you just lost all the 14 and 15-year-old kids. Quantum physics, that's such big words. Uh, but really, what is it all about? So we, uh, we thought a little bit about these very complex esoteric concepts in quantum physics, things that you know physicists at places like uh, Caltech study, entanglement, superposition, all the things that happen on the subatomic level. And we said, could you use Minecraft kind of as a sandbox to take those concepts and find a way to interpret them and introduce them to 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds playing Minecraft? So you guys just started this. How long has it been in development? Um, we, we worked on it kind of rapidly. We put it together uh, in about three months or so, a little less than that. 
how did the idea even come up like, hey, let's incorporate Minecraft with what we're doing? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, our, our colleagues at the, at the uh, Creative Lab at, at Google have had a, a long-standing commitment to STEM education, science, technology, engineering, math education for, for kids. And Google's doing some very interesting work right now, actually, with NASA at the Quantum AI, uh, AI Lab they just started, where they've actually got some, uh, some quantum computers and are doing research into artificial intelligence and really, uh, really cool stuff like that. And a lot of the folks uh, at the Creative Lab at Google are Minecrafters and, and, and thought, wow, this would be a really cool sort of sandbox for kids to experiment with. And so they approached um, our friends at, the, uh, at Caltech as well as uh, my company, Eline Media, and the folks who do Minecraft EDU. Oh the educational edition of Minecraft, and we sort of worked together and collaborated on, uh, on the design of the mod. What's the, what's the future uh, potential for QCraft? We're doing a few things. We, we have plans to add some more features uh, to the mod. So we did a panel yesterday and actually talked about, if, if you've seen the mod, as you guys have, we have sort of a concept of teleporting blocks around using quantum computers on a server. Uh, at the beginning of December, we're going to drop uh, an update that will have inter-server teleportation, so you'll be able to teleport your player and, and blocks as well from server to server if the operators uh, set them up to, to do so. Uh, we're going to be releasing also at the beginning of December a curriculum uh, for Minecraft EDU to go along with the mod. So teachers who actually want to use the mod as a teaching tool in the classroom to introduce the concepts will be able to have curricular materials to do that. And then we really are just interested in sort of seeing what the community does, what they can build with the mod, their reactions about the direction that it, that it can go in and, and sort of going to take the lead from them. Well, I know uh, us here at Minecraft, we're definitely excited to check it out and I think we've got a demo set up, right? Yes, we'll take a look. All right, Brian, so we're looking here at QCraft, but really it looks a little bit like Minecraft.edu. Uh, are we using the same front end here? We are. We actually built this map and are running it in the booth with Minecraft.edu. We've got the map online, though, uh, and anyone who's got the mod can download it either for Minecraft.edu or vanilla Minecraft and play it at home, too. All right, well, uh, take a look and maybe explain to us uh, what we're seeing. Yeah, sure. We'll take a look inside the uh, the Hall of Quantum Possibilities, which is one of our, our rooms inside our map. I'll show you the, some of the basic quantum mechanics concepts we introduce in the mod. So one of them is the idea of observational dependency. So if you look at this block of wool that's floating in the air here, if I change my position and walk around and look at it from different places, the block will actually change from one colored wool to another, and you can actually take any uh, regular block in Minecraft and combine it with some of the new uh, substances we introduce in the mod to make one of these observer-dependent blocks. The other neat thing about it is if I go up above it here and look at it, <clears throat> excuse me, if I look at it from above, it actually isn't there at all. And I can fall right through it and stand right where it was and it isn't there, but as soon as I change my angle, it's back, right? So you can imagine making one-way doors or a bridge that disappears if you look at it the wrong way. So for example, we have this house that's made out of those. It looks like a brick and black wool house, but if I go around to this side, it's diamonds and gold. Wow. And if I go around to this side, it's not there at all. <laughs> Um, those blocks we call the observer-dependent blocks, and they are, they're predictable, they're sort of a precursor to quantum behavior. They'll always be what we set them up as from that, that direction. We've also got quantum blocks, and they are in a superposition of multiple quantum states when you're not looking at them. And then they have a random chance of becoming one thing or another. So if you look here, um, these blocks that are cobblestone uh, or redstone will randomly change from one to the other 
when I look away and back. And the cool thing about, about all of the quantum blocks is when they change, not only does their appearance change, but they take on the properties of the block too. So you'll see when this block is redstone, it powers the lamp because it emits a redstone signal. Right. But when it's cobblestone, it doesn't power the lamp and the lamp's not on. And then the third concept we introduce here is entanglement. So you can take any of those quantum blocks and combine them and make a set of entangled quantum blocks. And those blocks, no matter where in the world they, the members of the set are, when you observe them, they'll all always end up in the same state. So for example, those three blocks are all entangled and you've got gold and diamonds, and if I observe any one of them, they'll change. And then we combine all of that stuff to make the quantum computer and the quantum teleporter. So here on the map, you can see I've got these two areas uh, downstairs and upstairs with uh, this orange letter Q and this green letter Q. And they're inside this special teleporter matrix with the obsidian pillars and a quantum computer and a block of ice for cooling. And if I uh, energize this, it'll take all the blocks in those two areas and swap them out. And so now the orange queue is upstairs and the green queue is downstairs. What's the learning curve for something like this? I mean, when you, when you hear those big words, quantum engineering and computing, it strikes fear in the heart of me. I know probably into, and into kids as well. It, very steep, is it, is it gradual? How is it like? We, we try to really stick within a Minecraft framework for all of it. So even though the crafting system is, is, is a, you know, it's a little esoteric. It's still pretty down to earth at the same time. And, and I think we'll think it's intuitive. So I'll actually show you how those blocks work, for example. So if you want to make a quantum block, right, um, you can make this substance essence of observation out of uh, the new materials that the mod introduces. You drop that into the center square of your crafting grid. And then you take regular Minecraft blocks and place it around it. And the locations you place them in, you can see mapped out here, correspond to Right, if I put this cobblestone block in that slot, that means when I look at the block from the north side, it's cobblestone, right? Oh, okay. I look at it from the south side, it's dirt, you know, uh, east, west, the top and the bottom. And that's how those work. So I can take any block, combine them that way, and, and basically build anything I want. So right now this is available now, essentially. They can, kids and adults, of course, could download it and interact with it. Um, and it's minecraft.edu platform, so you could play this in a multiplayer setting, correct? You could. It's actually, we've, we've seen some fun stuff on, uh, on servers, uh, on adventure maps. You can imagine like a challenge where you've got to work with another player. So you've got to get across the bridge, but the bridge isn't there when you observe it. So your buddy's somewhere else, and he's got to observe it for you so you have a, a pathway. Well, those uh, talk about twists on adventure maps. I mean, I know a lot of uh, popular modders are probably looking at this and saying, man, imagine what I could do with an adventure map with these tools. So that's awesome. Uh, what's the best place right now for people to go if they want to find out more info? So uh, you can check out the website at qcraft.org. Again, you can download the mod uh, from there and install it directly. It's a Forge mod. And it's also in uh, FTB Unleashed, TechIt, and Hexit, too. So if you get the latest versions of those, the mod's there as well. Brian, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, guys. Well, that's it for MineCon 2013. We had an incredible time bringing it to you. Isn't that right, Joe? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, everything was cool here. I mean, the things we checked out. We got QCraft back there. We got the barnyard, Minecraft experience. I mean, so many cool things.
you can't really pick one that was that was awesome i mean we were all here in orlando at and we, we even got great weather i mean that was the best part too yeah. oh yeah and, and, and islands of adventure no lines that was that was amazing by all means, if you have uh, the, the financial way of renting out a theme park for the evening, go for it. We totally recommend it. Yeah, and, uh, and invite us. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we want to say thanks to everyone who interviewed with us. Thank you so much for telling us about your products, QCraft, Minecraft. Uh, what was that? We, we also saw the, the, what was it, the paddock? The, the, what was that area? The barnyard. Oh, yeah, the barnyard. And, of course, Minecraft EDU was yes. here, and uh, the spigot guys were here. Oh, yeah, tons of stool. Cool. Think Geek had some excellent uh, trinkets as well. So really thanks to them for, for interviewing with us. Also want to thank our entire awesome crew, the guy behind the camera, Cameron Man, Cameron Atchill. We also got John Kessler with Secondary Camera and Stills and his brother joining us all the way from the north part of the state by means of Atlanta. Yeah. Go figure that one out. David Kessler. So uh, really, thanks so much, you guys. You know where to find us. Head over to MinecraftMe.com if you want to check out all of our previous episodes and coverage of MineCon 2013. I wonder where it's going to be next. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for Portland. Not going to happen. I'm just saying. Well, it could. I, I think it's going to be Australia or maybe UK. Portland's as likely as Seattle. Fair enough. <laughs> for Mr. Joseph Falby, I'm Chasing News. Thanks for watching and downloading Minecraft Me here at MineCon 2013. Until we all talk again, keep digging.